This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your dad said this, Jamar. The one thing you can't do is tell Jamar or Joe that they can't do something. That's going to end poorly for the opposition if you do that. When did you first notice that trait in yourself, Jamar, that if someone told you you couldn't do something, I don't know if you have a story or anything, where you noticed that happened and it fired you up? Yeah, I don't know if I have a story either, going back that far. Um, it's just been always, I can tell you honestly, one of, one of my best stories ever. Les Miles told me I couldn't play receiver uh, when I was coming out of high school. So, you know, that was something I had on my shoulders growing up. Les Miles told me uh, he thought I could play cornerback. Um, I wasn't really in full position at receiver yet. So, you know, I just kept working in my craft uh, offseason, waking up early in the mornings to work out. Um, I just kept focused. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. The voice there, Jamar Chase, talking about, well, doubts, doubters. And he's obviously proven a lot of those wrong as he heads to the AFC title game with the Bengals. To talk about that, both title games, future Sam Panionovich, Nesson sports betting analyst and host, of the Chicken Dinner Podcast with us here on BetQL Daily. There it is. I see the chicken there. Sam, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Are you guys coming to Vegas with me for the big game? I just booked out. Like, it's it's a lock uh, lockstep. Polly Walnut's not going to join me. I did kick him in the face last year by mistake, so I don't think he's coming. But if you guys want to come down to Vegas, hang out. Let's go. <laughs> I say we just book it, we expense it to, to Odyssey, and we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll we'll ask later, right? Like, you, you beg for forgiveness that I'm asking. So, yeah, we'll, is everyone in? Should we join Sam? Super, I'm in. Super Bowl over March Madness, Sammy. You lived there for a while. You have more intel on this. Which one? March Madness is amateur hour. Opening weekend is amateur hour. You get, like, you know, five kids from Lincoln Park, Illinois, that come down and, like, they don't know what they're doing and they got 18 parlays on the line and they can't figure out why they're not winning and they're just drunk. And Aaron's yeah, right here. It's the worst. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I would have asked Joe O, like, four years ago, hey, you want to go to Vegas? He, he wouldn't even think. He'd say yes. Now he's like, yeah. I'm not leaving the man cave. There's no way. But I heard Aaron say she's in. So let's go. Oh. Yeah, it's tough to get Joe to leave that that basement thing he's in down there. Yeah, the, the rest of the show's ready to go. Joe's like, nah, I'm not leaving my house. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to go. Believe me, I would love to leave the responsibilities. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, Sammy, I was looking at the golf. I know nobody else is paying attention to Tory Pines. Just saying, after day one, T nine, Bill Haas is four hundred and twenty to one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's his guy. He, he used to bet on Bill Haas every week. <laughs> he we used to bet Bill like. Haas. We used to bet Bill Haas just knowing that the bookie would shake. You know, it was it was something that Joe and I would do. We'd we'd log into the account. Bill Haas would be two hundred and fifty to one, and we'd bet a hundred. And the bookie, you know, the bookie's looking in the back end of it, like, oh my god! And they'd lower it to a hundred to one or seventy to one. Although nothing tops the story when you and I moved the line when we bet on uh, 
uh, TCU to win the national championship. <laughs> we walked up to the South Point because there was this guy named Jalen Fisher. Just Google him. You'll know why we bet on him. Joe and I each made like $100 bets on TCU to win the national championship. It was 200 or 300 to one. I went up to make the bet. They took the bet. Joe goes up to make the bet, and they had whacked it down to like 80 to one. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. 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 Well, first they thought I was betting football. Nobody's betting TCU basketball. They assumed it was football. Like, no, no, that's that's the wrong bet here. Well, what's the bet this weekend? Uh, championship weekend. Is there a side or total? Either game. Just uh, you take us uh, wherever you want that you really sure. like. Well, you know, it's very fitting that I really don't have to bet either game because my listeners have the Chiefs at plus 650 to win the AFC, which we made before the first Raider game. So I'm very happy about that. And then back in the summer, I thought San Francisco was a great bet to win the NFC and also plus 650. I know I thought that ticket was dead. I thought it had no shot. Um, so I've got head situations on both ends. Um, as for the two games, like if I had to make a bet right now, that under in the first game in the AFC looks really nice at 54 and a half. The Bengals offensive line is cooked right now. Um, and Kansas City is built to win in the trenches now with Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Like, they're going to put pressure on Burrow. That feels like a 30-17 type game or a 28-20 type game. So I like under 54, 54 and a half. Um, but here's a bet you can make that's pretty fun. If you've been following the Super Bowl MVP market, Mahomes was 4-1 to one going into the last weekend. But guess who was all still around? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. So those guys are all out of the way. And Kansas City's a seven-point favorite, which means there's an 80% chance or so that they beat Cincinnati. So we know the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes right now is plus 180 or plus 190 to win the MVP right now. If they win, which they likely will against the Bengals, Mm -hmm. Mahomes is what? Minus 150? Minus 170? If they face San Francisco and it's Garoppolo, hell, Mahomes could be minus 200. So I think we should all put a little bit in the kitty right now on Mahomes, who's the best player in the world, who's likely going back to another Super Bowl. You bet him before they punch the ticket, and you will save yourself. You'll go from plus 180, plus 190 to minus 150 or higher. I think that's a bet that anybody thinking about this market should consider right now. Yeah, I got him at plus 150 on the 25th. So I'm right there with you, Sammy. Um, you were talking about uh, Brady's um, retirement odds uh, recently. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I texted a couple books, you know, middle of football season. They're not busy at all. They're not booking big bets. And I'm, I'm popping off texts like, hey, what's a Brady retirement prop? And they're all like, shut the hell up. We're busy. <laughs> But I did get one guy to bite, and that's uh, our buddy Alan Berg over at WinBet. He goes, oh, retirement minus 360. No problem. I said, wow, that feels high. You know, 360 to win 100 that he does retire. And he said it should be higher. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, I don't want to write too much good action on the no. I don't want to give you 354 to 1 on the no, but I would feel good as a bookmaker to deal minus 360 on the yes and dangle you a fish hook and give you the person that bets against retirement 275, 280. He thinks he's done. Now, that's not a legal bet. Nobody's booking that. Um, but an odds maker that knows what he's doing and takes bets for a living said his hypothetical number would be retirement minus 360 and the no plus 280. 
And we know he'd write a lot more money on the no because it's, oh, my God, it's plus money. But I think these bookmakers are, are seeing what we're seeing, fatigue. It's hard to get the same team on the same page for a long period of time. You know, last year's Tampa team was a perfect storm. This year's team had a lot of injuries and a lot of trouble. So Lamonte David tweeted, he's like, this team was a mess, a lot of turmoil. So I think, I think this might be it, and the books think so too. Sam, what do you think on the NFC title game? I, you know you have your Niners future there, and you mentioned uh, the good bet on Mahomes. So obviously you think the Chiefs will get through this weekend. What do you think about this game now that we're here? Niners future aside, Niners-Rams this Sunday. I like the Niners side of the game, plus a three and a half. I just wonder if at some point if they run out of gas here. I mean, this is road game after road game. They're all banged up. Jimmy G, who I like more than most, he's also banged up. What do you think on the game this Sunday between those two teams? Uh, let's start by saying this, Joe G. The Niners have gone from sort of the sharp dog to now the public dog. You know, a lot of the wise guys love them against Dallas, and the wise guys clearly love the Niners against the Green Bay Packers. But now it's like, okay, everybody likes the Niners. And that makes me a little bit nervous. A lot of times the public dog is a bad place to be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs blew out the Bengals and the Rams, you know, wax the 49ers. But I heard Eric Eager talking about this on the Covers podcast with Chernoff. And you guys have had Eager on this show a lot. He said, you know what's wild about the Rams is that they built their defense to beat Kansas City and Buffalo. But they didn't, they didn't build it to beat San Francisco. And I thought, well, wait a minute, that doesn't really make sense. He said, no, because the Niners don't do all the hot and sexy things. Like, they're not throwing the skillful wide receivers and bombing the ball down the field. They win because they built from the offensive line out, whereas the other teams built from the skill positions in. And I thought that was fascinating. I went back and I looked at the last two meetings. You know, the Niners won both meetings against the Rams, and they dominated the line of scrimmage. And they use a lot of deception and pre-snap motion to throw Aaron Donald off and throw Von Miller off. And if the pressure doesn't come home against a very good offensive line, it doesn't matter if it's Joe G, Jimmy G, Jerry G. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's just an average guy, although I did hear this morning, Jimmy G's 15-4 and four ATS in the playoffs. Shut the hell up. No, he's not. The Niners uh, as a team are 15-4 yeah. and four ATS. But that team is good enough to win the lines on both ends and keep this interesting. Like, I don't think it's a layup in the NFC at all. So, I, I don't know. Like, the Niners are sexy, but they win ugly. And it's, it's nice to bet on teams that win ugly in January and February. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, those winning ugly teams is always a little bit of extra value. On the point spread, that's what we've been seeing with San Francisco. All right, you mentioned you're involved already with the Super Bowl market. Any advice? Because that's going to be the big thing on Sunday night. What's the line for the Super Bowl? What's the side? What's the total? And we know that's going to be the sharpest market in the world. How are you approaching it? Are you betting side total? Are you waiting on the props, which will be available uh, later in the week? And the hours and hours it's going to take to uh, to dive into all of those. Yeah, I'm gonna, I've been talking with a couple guys that bet the props for a living. These are the guys that go to the Westgate in Vegas with book bags of cash. And you know, they only let you make two props and then you go to the back of the line. So what I've learned, like one of the best prop bets that I made last year um, was the no touchback opening kickoff. And that because we talked about both guys that kicked off had big legs and they were going to kick it through the uprights. But we know that ball is right out of the box. Like the kickers don't get to mess with it. It's like kicking a brick as Pat yeah. McAfee has said. And I remember last Super Bowl, I think we all bet plus 250, no touchback. 
And the guy wound up, put his foot right through it, and it fluttered to the two-yard line. And the guy took it out, and I was going absolutely nuts. At that point, I was already drunk. Um, but I, I think another bet that <laughs> we bet Chris Godwin to finish uh, zero to nine receiving yards, and it was like forty to one, Joe. And he—I don't even think he had a catch, or maybe he had one catch for three yards. It's mm-hmm. finding the bigger name players and shorting them. So whether that be a Mike Evans on Tampa or it's T. Higgins on Cincinnati, get a player with a prop of like 45, 50 yards or so and bet them to, to have one to 10 yards. You'd be amazed at some of the payouts. Don't bet over under Jamar Chase, you know, 70 yards or whatever. Look at Jamar Chase to have between 10 and 20 yards and the payout's like 50 to one. You bet a little to win a lot and you can find so many markets in the prop market for the Super Bowl, it's not just like heads or tails or how long will the anthem be or what color will the Gatorade be, but it's finding good players and shorting them at great prices. We don't have any bets out yet, but I've, I've been learning how to bet Super Bowl props. It's not just covering my eyes and just, you know, eeny, meeny, money mo. It's how do I short really highly perceived players and maximize money? Any other futures that you like, whether it be Super Bowl, um, even college basketball, I know we're all going to be pivoting to that here really quick. Yeah, I know Joe will laugh at me uh, to say this, but I just watched Illinois beat Michigan State without Kofi Coburn and uh, Andre Curbelo, their big man and their point guard. Now, I'm not going to say national championship because then they'll lose in the first round or second round. But Illinois, if you shop around, you could find them like 6-1 to one to go to the Final Four, to make the Final Four. And I think that's a very good wager. You know, last year they won the Big Ten regular season – uh, they did lose a couple players. They lost Io to the Bulls, and they lost Adam Miller, who transferred. They also lost Georgie Vashanasvili. Uh, but that's a team that is very well built to win in March. They've got good guards. They have a big fella. I like their coach a lot. Um, I like that Final Four market, Aaron. And I think Illinois could be a one or a two seed, at which point they'll have an easy path to get to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. They'll be favored in likely every game. I think Illinois to make the Final Four at 6-1, to one, is a very good future bet to make right now before they get hot down the stretch, before they lock in a one or a two seed in the tournament. Illinois Northwestern coming up on Saturday. It's funny on this show with Illinois comes up so much. I mean, you got Jake Hassan who's back in the studio. Always, always Sam likes over. Northwestern. He's a big uh, Wildcats okay. fan. So <laughs> Did you see the video that Fox tweeted out last night? Did you see it? I saw it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Fox Sports College Basketball tweeted a video of Northwestern airballing a three by eight feet. <laughs> and the caption was, Northwestern was so close. I'm like, we're going to put the gloves on forever with this team. Like, meow. Uh, <laughs> Illinois is going to pound them. I, you didn't ask a question. I gave you an answer. Northwestern know, yeah. is going to get – well, Illinois lost two of three, and they didn't, they didn't have the best players last game. This could be like Globetrotters Generals. On Saturday, I have a feeling that could be the way that game goes. Uh, Sam, we got like a minute left. Can Kofi be the national player of the year? I know he's the second favorite where you can bet it right now. And um, we were talking about the Big Ten. There's a lot of value right now on Michigan turning it on. They just survived Northwestern last night, but they've looked a lot better of late. I'd go Michigan. I think they have more talent. Ohio State's interesting, too. They're 10 to 1 to make the final four. There was another team last year that got an early exit, and I think they all came back and decided, hey, we're going to do something here. I like Ohio State future wise more than Michigan. Mm-hmm. And as for player of the year, yeah, Kofi's right there. I don't have any skin in that market. 
Um, it sounds like you might take a pop on Kofi, and I wouldn't hate that, man. I mean, the guy's 22 and 13 every night when he's out there, and we saw Luca Garza put up very similar numbers last season. I don't hate that bet. Not one bit. Sam, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the best. in Vegas. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, we'll see you in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Sam Panionovich on the Roma Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for you all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Who leads the weekend in props, passing, rushing, receiving? We'll hit that next right here on the BetQL Network.